0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for
1: biblical principles and now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And it's a news roundup Friday here today on Crosstalk. Our thanks to Sandy for getting so many stories put together here for us. Many different topics, many different issues. uh, Folks, uh, put on your seatbelts. We've got a lot of information uh, to get out your way, but uh, we're so grateful for our team here at VCY America. Karen on the phones here today. Also, uh, Dennis in the control room and our team as well. We're so grateful for them. We're going to get right into it because there is much taking place. Uh, And uh, right now, going on in Washington, D.C., the March for Life, they were expecting tens of thousands. There also, uh, well, snow has been falling in Washington, D.C. But uh, the 51st annual March for Life uh, aims to challenge abortion, champion the beauty of choosing life. The March for Life president... uh, uh, Jeannie Mancini said, We're all keenly aware that there is work to be done. We're not just for the baby, but we're certainly not for the baby without the mother. We're for both. She said one key to changing the minds is highlighting the pregnancy centers and maternity homes that support women and families during and after pregnancy. Yesterday in Crosstalk, uh, in the final segment, we shared a uh, a news release that had just come out, or a news report, a news story about Klaus Schwab talking about AI will... uh, be able to predict elections and so we won't be it won't be necessary to hold elections. Remember me reading that story yesterday? Won't be necessary to hold elections because AI will determine it. Well friends, here is the audio clip of him saying that. The technology now is and
0: digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power and we have seen the first examples and your company very much involved into it. But since the next step could be in to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore, because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards
1: you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. Isn't that amazing? Who's going to be doing the predicting of what the elections are going to turn out? He's suggesting the end of free elections. Hmm. One world ruler would take care of that, wouldn't it? Hmm. Newsmax.com. Former President Donald Trump reveled in his landslide victory in Iowa. The caucuses Monday night saying it's time for the country to come together and straighten out the problem facing the nation and the world. I really think this is time for everybody in our country to come together, he said. We want to come together, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all the death and destruction that we're witnessing. He said, it's just so important. I want to be uh, make sure that this is a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon. While 99% of the votes were totaled, Uh, Trump won a a record 51% in support, a contested caucus, Ron DeSantis, 21.2%, Nikki Haley, 19.1%, Vivek Ramaswamy, 7.7%, and then uh, he suspended his campaign and then went on to endorse Donald Trump. Well, uh, in a... uh, uh, interview on, or rather, a speech on Wednesday. Former President Trump pledged to prohibit the creation of the central bank digital currency.
0: And tonight I'm also making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. As your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. You know about me?
1: He said, went on to say, you know what they're doing? Such a currency would give a federal government, our federal government, the absolute control over your money. They could take your money. You wouldn't even know it was gone. This would be a dangerous threat to freedom, and I will stop it from coming to America. Uh, Also from USA Today, uh, former Governor Asa Hutchinson uh, vocal critic of Donald Trump, he did end his 2024 presidential campaign Tuesday after he scored sixth in the Iowa caucus and earned less than one percent of the vote. Newsmax.com tells us Senator Ted Cruz announced his endorsement for former President Trump, uh, uh, saying he believes the 2024 primary race is over, arguing that it's time for the Republican Party to unite ahead of the general election. The Post Millennial tells us a debate held by ABC News and WMUR was to take place yesterday in New Hampshire ahead of the state's primary election, but it was canceled. It comes as uh, Haley wrote on X Tuesday morning that she would only debate Trump or Joe Biden for her next debate, saying that Trump has ducked all five debates that have taken place during the primary campaigning. And uh, friends, uh, time will tell. The New Hampshire primary coming up. Uh, on Tuesday, and uh, there may be a different result there. Some polls have showed Nikki Haley uh, neck and neck with Donald Trump, and uh, we will just see what trends, uh, you know, what uh, comes from that area there. Uh, but a reminder for you to be informed a number of New Hampshire uh, people listening here today to be informed and to cast a prayerful vote on Tuesday. From Breitbart, the establishment is reportedly in the beginning stages of plotting what happens to be a military coup against former President Trump if voters re-elect him as commander-in-chief. Very interesting, detailed story in Breitbart. Bracing for Trump's victory amid positive polling, the coup would appear under the guise of Trump allegedly converting the nonpartisan U.S. military into the muscular arm of his political agenda. Now well, that's being reported by NBC News. The establishment's reported coup includes legal action against Trump in quietly devising plans to try and foil any efforts to expand presidential power, which could include pressuring the military to cater to his political needs. Interesting statement being said there. Uh, Let's see. From PJ Media, the Media Research Center has uncovered a Biden administration plot to silence conservatives before the 2024 election with a media literacy program that targets conservatives, Christians, gun owners and the GOP in the name of fighting terrorism. The program uses federal taxpayer funds to pay people to write blog and podcast messages that are anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-Republican and anti-anyone. Whoever thought that uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, wore nice ties, they say in the PJ Media article, Uh, they have different phases of this about writing blogs and podcasts and anti-conservative information, but uh, saying that it's a plot coming from uh, Mr. Biden. The uh, Daily Caller is reporting that the Department of Justice is now acknowledging for the very first time that, well, the Hunter Biden laptop content is legitimate. In a Tuesday court filing from DOJ prosecutors, which came in response to Biden's request to have his federal firearm charges dismissed, investigators acknowledged the legitimacy of data found on Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 election. The court filings described how IRS and FBI investigators had obtained a search warrant for tax violations on Biden, leading them to various backup data accounts The documents additionally note that investigators later came into possession of the laptop that Biden had previously left at a computer store, emphasizing that investigators had already obtained a large portion of the data from Apple. From just the news, the art dealer who sold Hunter Biden's paintings told Congress that President Joe Biden both called and met him at the White House as he was pitching Hunter's artwork and that uh, the first son also made an unusual request to be informed about who bought his pieces, according to testimony that directly undercuts the White House narrative on the sales. The Biden White House repeatedly told the public that Hunter Biden's art sales were covered by an ethics agreement to ensure that they were arm's length and that the first family, Hunter included, was blinded to the identity of buyers. But George Burgess, owner of the prestigious Burgess Art Galleries based in New York and Berlin that sold the Biden paintings from 2020 to 2023, told the congressional impeachment investigators that the first son likely knew the identity of 70% of the buyers, the largest who were Democrat donors, and that Hunter Biden's first contract made an unusual request when the relationship started. He wanted to know who was buying the paintings. The Center Square telling us that federal prosecutors asked the judge to deny Hunter Biden's request to dismiss the gun charges against him, saying the strength of evidence, uh, evidence against him was overwhelming. Charges in the case are not trumped up uh, because of former President Trump. They're instead a result of the defendant's own choices. Investigators even found cocaine on the gun pouch. From PJ Media, after two House committees voted to send a resolution to the full House to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress, Biden's legal team begged for another chance to comply with the congressional subpoena, and folks, they got it. Hunter Biden had violated two congressional subpoenas. There's no ambiguity in what he did. The House had all the justification in the world to find him in contempt and put the Biden administration in the position of choosing between prosecuting Hunter or not. Well, they're going to reissue the subpoena anyway instead of sending the contempt resolution to the full House. From Newsmax.com, the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees announced uh, yesterday that Hunter Biden will appear for a closed-door deposition before the panels on February 28. Also, Axios reporting, John Kerry, the U.S. special presidential envoy for climate, leaving the administration later this winter, plans to help President Biden's campaign. Uh, Kerry thinks that Biden's reelection is the single biggest difference that can be made this year for climate progress at home and globally, a source close to the administration told Axios. Need Joe Biden to bring about this, uh, uh, you know, all these actions against climate change. From WND.com, George Soros is pouring big money, pouring money into local Democratic parties in Texas and a ploy to help Democrats turn the state blue. According to the Texas Tribune, Soros is working with the Texas Majority PAC, donated six figure sums to the Democratic parties of Hidalgo, Cameron and Dallas counties, all of which are plurality or majority Hispanic. The Texas Tribune had reported Soros' spending comes as Democrats have lost ground nationally and in Texas with Latino voters. So, George Soros to the rescue. From townhall.com, yesterday, both the Democratic-controlled Senate and the Republican-controlled House voted on yet another continuing resolution, with this one extending deadlines for March 1st and March the 8th. The bill's passage comes just one day before the partial government shutdown would have taken place and also the third continuing resolution that Congress had passed for fiscal year 2024. Senate voted 77 to 18. The House voted 314 to 108. The majority of Republicans voting for this was uh, very narrow. 107 of their members, members voting in favor and 106 against it. Many were wondering about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He was released Monday from the hospital. He was there a two-week stay, initially kept a secret from the White House. He developed a severe infection after surgery for prostate cancer, reports USA Today, and was admitted to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center January 1st. He had failed for days to inform the White House and Congress of his diagnosis, treatment, and eventual return to the hospital. Austin issued a brief statement thanking the doctors and staff at Walter Reed and then said, as now I continue to recuperate and perform my duties from home, I'm eager to fully recover and return as quickly as possible to the Pentagon. Well, looks like another effort to impeach, this time against the new Mexico governor. Uh, The two Republican legislators filed a resolution Wednesday aimed at initiating impeachment proceedings against Democratic Governor Michelle John Grisham over her emergency public health order, suspending the right to carry firearms in some uh, public places in greater Albuquerque, like in parks and playgrounds. The resolutions from Representatives uh, Stephanie Lord and uh, John Block of Alamogordo accused the governor of violating her oath of office to uphold the state and federal constitutions. More news in our news roundup after the break. Uh, Friends, some startling information coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network.
2: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have any feathered dinosaurs been found?
0: Chris, this is a popular evolutionary story, but it's quite controversial. Some do seem to have a frayed neck fringe, but these are not feathers. Many experts consider them to be just the decayed remnants of dinosaur skin. Dinosaurs were evidently reptilian, very, very different from birds. It's not just the bones and the skin, but the organs and the physiology, the birthing schemes and everything. You can't change one into another just by saying so. Biblically, reptiles didn't change into birds. Land animals were created on day 6 of Creation Week and birds on day 5, backwards from the evolutionary scenario. Birds have always been birds and reptiles have always been reptiles. And they've been that way ever
2: since back in Genesis. For more on Creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.
1: You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. And friends, if you understand uh, how radical it has gotten, how radical it has gotten for those who are um, seeking to advance Militarily, almost at times, and militant in their attitude, of course, the LGBT movement—a um, very troubling story. And, and friends, you remember that quote? I don't know who said it, but uh, here we go: first, we overlook evil; then we permit evil; then we legalize evil; then we promote evil; then we celebrate evil; then we persecute those who still call it evil. Well, friends, what's going on in the state of Maine? And Sarah Arnold at Townhall.com points out, Maine, what is? On the docket to become a sanctuary state for children seeking to undergo life uh, alternating, uh, altering—I think that should be—transgender treatments in an effort to create a safe space for teens, Maine state legislature is eyeing a bill that would give authorities the right to take custody of kids away from parents and guardians. It's called the Act to Safeguard Gender-Affirming Healthcare would allow a court to take temporary jurisdiction because a child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. It's brought by uh, Representative Lori Osher, would also authorize out-of-state children to access hormone blockers or to uh, have surgery without the parent's consent, regardless of their own state laws. Your child wants to run away, they want gender-affirming surgery, want gender-affirming care, well, the arms will be wide open at Maine, if this goes through, for them to do just that. But even for the court to take temporary custody, jurisdiction of the child, in order to obtain the gender-affirming health care. The Daily Callers reporting prominent World Professional Association for Transgender Health Physicians acknowledged... That puberty blockers are more invasive than portrayed in the media and can have irreversible uh, effects on minors such as infertility, bone loss and disruption of brain development. That's according to the uh, the group prominent World Professional Association for Transgender Health educational sessions obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. One American News Network is reporting that on Tuesday, the Supreme Court of the United States declined a public school district appeal to keep transgender boys from accessing the boys' restrooms at school. Uh, That would be girls identifying as boys. In a brief ruling, the justices turned down a request to hear the case from a school district in central Indiana. The case involves a girl identifying as a boy, now a teenager, named A.C. in court records, who was forbidden from using the boy's restroom at a previous middle school. And so the school is wanting to stop this from taking place, and uh, the court turned this away. Western Journal is reporting a now disgraced former president of a Canadian LGBT pride organization, facing charges related to the sexual abuse of a minor and child pornography related to two separate but not necessarily unrelated incidents. Sean Gravels, who had led the North Peace Pride Society in British Columbia, charged December 29th with with, uh, touching a person under 16 for sexual purposes and sexual reference of a person under 16. That's according to Canada's national public broadcaster, CBC. Uh, Daily Signal is reporting USA boxing has changed its rules and now will allow men who identify as women to compete in the female category. A change to the coach, Kerry Williams, warns could be deadly. Even one man competing against women is all it takes to do damage. That's all it takes to kill a woman, said Williams, a USA Olympic level female boxing coach. Well, friends, we've been told that the sky is falling as it relates to global climate change, have we not? All those polar bears are going to be swimming around uh, trying to stay aboard an ice cube with the shrinking ice, uh, sea ice and so forth. Well, from LifeSiteNews.com, the Arctic sea ice just reached its highest level in 21 years. And by the way, it's going largely unnoticed. The dramatic recovery in Arctic sea ice continuing into the new year, despite claims of the hottest year ever, Arctic sea ice on January 8th stood at its highest level in 21 years. Last December, the U.S.-based National Snow and Ice Data Center revealed that sea ice recorded its third highest monthly gain in the modern 45-year record. Okay, ToddStarnes.com. Oh, they're having big trouble in the Windy City. Dozens of Tesla owners left stranded in the middle of the blizzard. That's because their car batteries died. One Tesla driver, Brandon Wellborn, told CBS News, I've been here for over five hours at this point. I still have not gotten to charge my car. A charge that should take 45 minutes is taking two hours. CBS News reports that electric vehicles were lined up at charging stations that either did not work or would take hours to charge. One motorist said that he'd been waiting for five hours, and once he was able to get to a charging station, it took more than two hours. Some of them describe this as being, you know, just a a stranded lot, a a graveyard of of electric vehicles at these charging stations. Well, friends, also, uh, very interesting out of Alberta, Canada, amid a cold snap in western Canada, saw temperatures in some regions drop to nearly minus 50 degrees Celsius, 58 degrees Fahrenheit, Over the weekend, the power grid in Alberta neared collapse due to inadequate production from renewable sources like solar and wind. Saturday in the early evening, the Premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith, pleaded with citizens to unplug their electric vehicles and conserve energy in other ways to avoid brownouts after the province's electric system operator declared a grid alert. All the province's natural gas generators were working overtime, with no contribution from wind or from solar. Disturbing story here from the Epic Times. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention prepared to alert state and local officials to an emergency uh, emerging connection between heart inflammation and COVID-19 vaccines, but ultimately did not send the alert according to a new document obtained by the Epic Times, all four COVID-19 vaccines that are or have been available in the U.S. can cause the heart inflammation or myocarditis. According to studies, experts and agencies like the CDC, the first cases reported shortly after the vaccines became available in late 2020. The CDC sends alerts to federal, state and local public health officials and doctors across the nation through a system called the National Alert Network, the HAN. That's the Health Alert Network. In May 2021, CDC officials drafted an alert on myocarditis and the two most widely used COVID-19 shots, according to the newly obtained document made public by the Epic Times. This censorship of a proposed alert in May of 2021 is just one more example of our regulatory agency's repeated pattern of behavior. To censor any information that serves to counter the narrative that the COVID 19 vaccines were safe and effective, said Dr. Joel Walskog, co chair of the vaccine injured advocacy group, REACT 19. Very amazing. CDC started receiving reports of post vaccination myocarditis in January of 21 and either failed to detect or ignored a safety signal for myocarditis and the mRNA shots the following month. The agency also hit a warning from from Israel, the country that first vaccinated young people who face the highest risk of myocarditis from COVID-19 vaccination. The CDC and other agencies have also repeatedly not disclosed other information that undermines their promotion of the vaccines, including how many COVID-19 cases there were among the vaccinated. No, we can't let that information be released. Don't want the public to know. The conservative woman is telling us that Andrew Brigden... Uh, Briggen uh, gains uh, more support for a full parliamentary debate on excess deaths. And uh, this coming out of the uh, UK, we understand. Uh, 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 Briggen is saying, I uh, am a member of the parliament, I believe that future generations will ridicule us for what we have just done in response to a seasonal airborne, airborne virus. We lost our collective minds. We imposed a brand-new type of quarantine on a healthy population in breach of all previous public health advice, in breach of our own carefully drafted expert pandemic plan, and in flagrant breach of the sensible and experienced advice from many professionals. Those noble dissenters are being vindicated one by one, inevitably so as as the suppressed, shaming real-world evidence emerges. Well, friends, keep in mind... Even as we shared yesterday on Crosstalk, the World Health Organization making great, great plans for this new disease X, the new disease X. And we even shared the story yesterday of the, this, uh, this uh, uh, variant of, uh, was it COVID, that would bring about uh, death, brought death uh, within days in humanized mice. Why are they experimenting with this? Why are they dealing with this kind of information Who is funding this research? Let's go to some other topics here from LifeSiteNews.com. The Republican Committee of Arizona's biggest county passed a ban the jab resolution calling on the state to ban the sale of COVID shots and declared the injections to be biological weapons. This is a Maricopa County Republican Committee voted in favor of the resolution January 13th by a large majority of voters, uh, 1306 in favor, 188 against. OK, let's see. Uh, this is interesting from the new Bill Gates reiterated his interest in the development of a new generation of needle free vaccines. Gates said we're going to change instead of using needles, a needle to use a little patch. The new vaccine technology is a peel and stick micro away technology applied to the skin and allows for self-administration of pharmaceuticals by pressing a button. Vaccine Microarray Patches, or VMAPs, a technology that's been receiving lots of attention. A Need better needle-free vaccines. Much going on at the border. Uh, this is also from Sarah Arnold at townhall.com. The U.S.-Mexico border has been seeing record amounts of illegal crossings. The fiscal year 2023 alone saw a massive number of illegal aliens storm the southern border, a record 3.2 million migrants encountered. Yet, according to President Biden, the record-breaking millions of illegal migrants crossing the border daily, he's saying it's not a crisis. Saturday, last Saturday, he told reporters that there's no need to worry about the southern border, suggesting it is something more than a Republican scare tactic. And then he uh, said, I've been uh, pushing them. My Republican colleagues, since they got in office, I think we have to make major changes To the border. Well, it's very interesting indeed that there is an odd display of political theater. A Democratic congressman concocted a rather silly way to protest immigration legislation. During a hearing, he suggested tearing down the Statue of Liberty because those mean and evil Republicans hate foreigners. Uh, Let's see, this would be Representative Max
3: Frost. To my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject
2: them. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican
1: who supports and voted for H.R. 2 will introduce this bill. H.R. 2, by the way, is called the Secure the Border Act that would indeed secure the borders. And um, he is uh, putting forth this bill that would remove the Statue of Liberty if H.R. 2 passed. Understand it to be a, a fake bill. I'm not aware of any number, but holding that up as a means of display in order to make his point. Incidentally, Minnesota has emerged as a top destination for migrants, accepting free plane rides to leave New York City as homeless shelters there strain strained to house a record surge of asylum seekers. Data released by the city shows that over roughly over the past two years, some 1,177 migrants have taken tickets to Minnesota, the fifth most popular destination. Illinois ranked first as a destination, followed by other cities in New York State texas and florida more news after the break you're listening to crosstalk on vcy america
2: pastor ken spilger was discouraged his church was not growing like he desired and he wanted god to do something he was invited to fly to a pastor's conference on the way back the plane hit trees just short of the runway It crashed and erupted into a fireball. The pilots and two other pastors were killed instantly. Ken Spilger was the sole survivor of the crash and was pulled from the burning wreckage of the plane. He spent months at a hospital's burn unit. Ken's story is documented in Pulled from the Burning, a powerful documentary that shows how God changed his life, his family, and his church. Pulled from the Burning is available for a donation of $15. The set includes a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, and a digital download. For Pulled from the Burning, call VCY America.
1: 1-800-729-9829. You know, it seems at times were coming apart at the seams, and... Uh, So much wealth and prosperity as a nation, but as uh, Abraham Lincoln said, we have forgotten God. We have forgotten him. And friends, that's really a problem that we have before us. Our nation has forgotten God. We have forgotten him in our communities and, uh, and across this nation as a whole. And sadly, we've forgotten him in many of our families and in many a church as well. We must look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. If we want a land to be healed... We need to submit to to God, do we not? Uh, Let me just share a few other things going on uh, with border-related issues and uh, illegal immigration. Uh, Again, this one coming from Todd Starnes, that illegal aliens do not have to provide identification, nor do they have to have their photograph taken according to rules that are being posted by the TSA. Now, American citizens, on the other hand, have to provide proper ID, and those who refuse are not allowed to board a jetliner. But under President Biden... Law-abiding American citizens are treated like criminals and illegal aliens are treated like royalty. It's amazing what's going on with the new signage posted by the TSA. Governor Mike Huckabee was stunned. He said, are Biden and Dems determined to destroy America by making U.S. citizens subject to body searches but letting people who violated law and illegally entered the USA travel without so much as taking a photo? Uh, uh, Newsmax.com reporting a federal appeals court Wednesday... Reversed an order requiring Texas to move a floating barrier on the Rio Grande that drew black backlash from Mexico. The latest development in the legal battles between the Biden administration and Governor Abbott over control of migration at the border. So the uh, floating barrier, well, it can stay for now. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin appeared on Fox Business's Varney and Company and exposed the border crisis uh, and and just said that uh, this is uh, open border is the most important issue for Americans in 2024 and exposing what is taking place at the borders. From the Daily Caller, a Venezuelan man recently released into the country thanked President Biden and expressed fear over a possible Donald Trump presidency in a statement of the Daily Caller News Foundation at the Houston airport. The immigrant who said that he crossed the southern border into the U.S. illegally Thank Biden as he waited with a group of migrants from Venezuela and Guinea in the uh, at the airport. Uh, border Patrol had recorded uh, record illegal immigration at the southern border under the Biden administration. More than two point two million encounters in fiscal year 2022 and uh, more than two million in 23, according to the Customs and Border Protection. But uh Uh, thanking President Biden, but fearful of a President Trump presidency. Um, I guess that would uh, block things at the border and and, uh, is concerned about that. From FoxNews.com, the Israel Defense Forces say a top Hamas official who was in charge of investigating suspects of espionage against the terrorist group in the Gaza Strip has been taken out in a military operation. From uh, Business Insider, Two Navy SEALs remaining missing off the coast of Somalia after one fell into the water during a nighttime mission on January the 11th. The pair were climbing aboard a vessel while on a mission in the Gulf of Aden, which high waves knocked one into the sea. The AP reported the second SEAL jumped in after him as part of Navy SEAL protocol to help a comrade in danger. The report said that they both vanished. The SEALs were part of a mission to seize Iranian-made missile components and warheads, on a ship off the coast of Somalia when the incident occurred, CENTCOM said Tuesday in their update. American Military News tells us the U.S. military executed strikes on 14 Iran-backed Houthi terrorist missiles on Wednesday in an effort to prevent Houthi terrorists from launching more attacks on U.S. and commercial vessels in the Red Sea. The U.S. Central Command announced Wednesday that the strikes were conducted in the context of ongoing multinational efforts to protect freedom of navigation and prevent attacks on U.S. and partner maritime traffic in the Red Sea. Incidentally, Shell, the British oil company Shell, reportedly has suspended all shipments through the Red Sea indefinitely amid the ongoing Houthi attacks from Yemen on commercial vessels on the key global trade route, reports Fox Business. Uh, Speaking to Reuters at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, an executive from the port and freight operator DP, DP World predicted that the prices of consumer goods would be significantly higher as a result of the Houthi attacks, specifically impacting Europeans' pocketbooks. Okay. Also uh, coming here from uh, Breitbart, uh, President Joe Biden admitted that the Iran-backed Houthis are terrorists. Now, He had revoked former President Trump's designation of the group as terrorist early on in his administration. But last Friday, a reporter asked, are you willing to call the Houthis a terrorist group, sir? The president responded, I think they are. But Biden in February 21 reversed Trump's designation of the group as terrorist, which had cut them off from the international banking system. The Times of Israel telling us that an estimated 120,000 people attended the beginning of a 24-hour rally in Tel Aviv on Saturday to mark 100 days since the hostages were kidnapped into Gaza during the Hamas October 7th onslaught in southern Israel. The figure provided by organizers would make the rally one of the largest held in Israel over the past year, which saw regular mass demonstrations against the government's controversial plan to overhaul the judiciary. The family members of the hostages addressing the gatherings warned that their that time was running out to save their loved ones and expressed intense frustration with the government. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to be having a, a update on Israel, the Middle East situation, with uh, Bible prophecy teacher uh, Dr. Richard Schmidt, and on Monday's cr- program. And trust you'll be able to join us for the broadcast. From justthenews.com, the White House was forced to relocate staffers, the Secret Service said, after pro-Palestinian demonstrators threw objects at law enforcement and damaged security fencing around the presidential residence. A video from Saturday evening shows demonstrators chanting, all walls will fall. Folks, where where is the insurrection charges taking place? I, I haven't seen any come out. Other videos show protesters throwing projectiles over the White House security fence and chanting phrases such as free Palestine and Yemen. Yemen, make us proud. Turn this invasion around. The U.S. Secret Service said some fences outside the White House were damaged and it resulted in staff members and reporters being relocated. President Joe Biden was not at the White House at the time. Uh, Also from townhall.com, Rebecca Downs reports on Tuesday, the U.S. Capitol Police arrested some 130 people for illegally protesting at the Cannon House office building, and yet another pro-Hamas demonstration. From PJ Media, the level of anti-Semitism has been revealed following Hamas' October 7th a terrorist attack on Israel. It has been utterly shocking. A prime example of this is a recent comment from Mohammed El-Kurd, a pro-Palestinian activist who was loudly cheered and applauded during a demonstration when he made a call to normalize massacres as the status quo. It was a speech condemning both the Jewish state and Zionism. From Newsmax.com, Russia will never recognize Ukraine as an independent state, meaning there will always be a reason to resume hostilities, even if a diplomatic solution is reached to end the war, said Dmitry uh, Medvedev, former Russian president and deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council. He said in a social media post, he's considered to be an ally of Vladimir Putin. Let's see, we have a story here from uh, Breitbart. The West is no longer post-Cold War and is now in a new pre-war era with limited time left to prepare for and deter future conflicts. The U.K. government warns in a landmark speech on a much more troubled world. Speaking at Lancaster House on Monday, British Minister of Defense Grant Schapps said that the uh, West is facing a march a much more troubled world and could no longer consider itself post-war war with considerable new investment in military spending needed, he said. And uh, illustrating actions taken by Britain to prepare itself for this multifaceted conflict, the British government apparently believes is coming. Schaap cited the UK support to Ukraine, saying that the government was moving to putting 2.5% of GDP into defense spending as soon as it could afford to. Breitbart is reporting that uh, leaked classified documents from the German military have warned of a potential full-blown war between Russia and NATO, in which hundreds of thousands of troops are deployed in Europe. Germany's Bill, the largest uh, circulation newspaper in Europe, has claimed to have obtained classified documents, labeled classified information for official use only, in which the Defense Ministry lays up the details for a possible path to conflict between Russia and NATO, beginning as soon as next month. Coming from CFAM, international abortion giant IPAS intends to uh, pressure the U.S. to change abortion laws in order to align with the U.N. Human Rights Committee recommendations. The committee recommends that the U.S. fully decriminalize abortion, saying it's already making plans with its partner, State Innovative Exchange, to turn the U.N. committee's recommendations into state-level laws that will decriminalize abortion. From LifeSiteNews.com, contrary to claims of pro-abortion activists, abortion pill reversal is safe and promising, but the Massachusetts Department of Public Health is warning health providers in the Bay State uh, against promoting or prescribing a safe, proven method of reversing the effects of abortion pills before they kill a developing child. Abortion pill reversal, APR, a method of countering the abortion pill, uh, Mifeprestone, otherwise known as RU486, Abortion defenders have targeted it multiple times in multiple states, demanded that speech touting it be suppressed on social media. On January 3rd, the Massachusetts DPH sent a memo to all licensed physicians, physician assistants, nurses, pharmacists, pharmacies, hospitals, and clinics in the state to warn that their medical licenses could be at risk if they did not provide patients what they call accurate and complete information. Well, according to the Abortion Pill Rescue Network, initial studies of the reversal pill have shown it has a 64 to 68 percent rate, success rate. Coming from lifesightnews.com, a pro-abortion group is advocating for employers opposed to euthanasia to be disqualified from summer job grants given by the Canadian federal government. According to information published January 16th by Black Locks Reporter, Abortion Rights Coalition of Canada, the same group that successfully lobbied for pro-life employers to be denied federal immigrant job grants in 2017, now pushing to bar employers opposed to euthanasia from the same program. Interesting story coming out of Ohio of a pastor there is pleaded not guilty during an arraignment in a municipal court in Bryan, Ohio, after opening the doors to his church. 24 hours a day last March, to anyone in need of a place to rest or to get out of the cold, Pastor Chris Avell of Dad's Place faces numerous zoning code violations. He said, "Uh, we'll see. I'm just just praising God that at least as of now I'm understanding correctly the people can stay. Uh, He said January 11th while standing next to his attorney outside the courtroom uh, and saying the church uh, is located next door to a county homeless shelter but often takes those that the shelter cannot help. Can you imagine charges bring bring brought against him uh, for opening the doors of the church, to house the homeless, to care for those, to let them get out of the cold? And yet he is the pastor is the one that is facing charges as a result? Friends, we're going to take a quick break here in Crosstalk and also open some phone lines if you'd like to comment on these or other current event stories today. Had a lot going yesterday, of course, with the developments from the World Economic Forum. Uh, Comments pertaining to it as well certainly are welcome. Our number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. 1-800-733-9829. Commenting on these or other current event stories, we'll be back in one minute. Again, our number 800-733-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network.
3: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. We sent a reporter to Taiwan, Colonel John Mills, and the CCP, well, according to many reports, they were hoping to interfere in the election. In fact, they even put out the word that the vice president who was running for president under the DPP party, which would be kind of the Taiwan First Party, that if they were successful in the election, that would bring war. So they were apparently trying to scare the voters, but the DPP candidate won. Now the issue is what will happen? We know, according to numerous reports, that Xi Jinping, when in San Francisco a few months ago, told President Biden, we are going to take Taiwan one way or the other. Now it has come out this week that Biden says he does not support the independence of Taiwan. Folks, it seems as though there is going to be an attempt to take Taiwan. Keep your eye on on that part of the world. I'm Brandon House for the Worldview Report.
1: This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Lines are packed at this time. If you hear a caller hang up, that's your opportunity to call in with your comment. I hear it today on Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. We're going to begin with Carl in Lake Delton, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Carl.
0: Yeah, I want to praise this radio station for permeating the air with the love of Jesus, and for your program for opening the eyes of of people that are unaware of, of what what this nation is going through, you know. And, and the children that are going for sex change. how could parents ever, ever get involved in that? Ever okay that? It, to me, it's mind-boggling. It is the war mind- in Israel. All we need an earthquake in Israel, and. Uh, uh Ezekiel 36, 37, 38 will be true and then uh I I, I perceive that uh that Israelis gonna get pushed shoved. They're going to shove, they're gonna bomb uh uh Iran. It says that that they would attack uh, Edom and that no one would inhabit that area ever again and Edom is right where the nuclear test sites are in
1: Iran. Thank you, Carl. Thanks for the thoughts. We're going to be more into that issue on Monday of this week, but thanks for taking time here to call. And, yeah, it's beyond me, too, how a parent would allow their child to go through uh, body mutilating surgery, Um, my and and then also the side effects from these puberty blockers as well. Mark is calling from Monroe, Wisconsin. You're on the air.
0: Yeah, uh, my comment is this. uh, Now that the uh, World Economic Forum has opened what I consider the – the disease x file it it only val- validates to me it's conspiracy that the uh, globalist deep state uh, would force the world's population to buckle under their tyranny i also think that biden's status is going to be downgraded from useful idiot to useless idiot and he's ready to be thrown under the bus hmm. And if that's the case, prior to November's election, I think the global deep state will enact enact some sort of uh, martial law, possibly through the U- UN police, uh, in order uh, because uh, you know Christianity, capitalism, and uh, the constitutional republic are all in opposition to the globalist manifesto.
1: Okay, thanks for your thoughts on that, Mark. Uh, we'll see what takes place there, and. You read some of the articles coming out, friends, and it's looking like uh, Michelle Obama doing some posturing at this time. Uh, Kay in Kansas, you're on the air.
4: Uh, Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to comment about the all-walls-will-fall threats that were made by the Hamas. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I just wonder, I wonder if the Church will just think, what were, you know, what were Jeremiah, what was he saying to the people in Judah when there was a cry for peace, peace uh, by many of the teachers and prophets when there is no peace? Um, you know, I I just think we need to keep our eyes so easy to get wrapped up in elections, and yes, we should vote, um, but also uh, the uh wars but uh we've gotta do our duties according to God's word and that is obviously not been happening. Uh, men have duties, uh justice and righteousness, um, and women have have duties too, uh mm-hmm. you know, and they need to stay out of the way of the men. Um, that's all I have to say.
1: Okay, thank you for your comments here, Kay. Uh, Being salt and light, certainly important, friends. Charlie is next in Lodi. You're on the air.
0: Yes, uh, thank you for all your hard work, Mr. Jim. And I'm just generalizing, but with the perverts and the uh, gangsters in our government leadership, they say the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So if if this Biden's kid, Hunter, It's so corrupt that he's covarting with drugs, prostitution, illegal firearms. Where did he learn that behavior? You sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. So you can imagine whether it's father's like. There's often pictures of him sniffing around young girls. It's shameful. Thank you, James. Have a great day.
1: Okay. Thank you for your call. The Bible does tell us in the book of Jeremiah that the Heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And, friends, that's why we need a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. Seth is calling from Ohio, and, Seth, you're on the air.
0: Yeah, Jim, I ain't got nothing to say about what you've been told about. My question is kind of personal to you. Friday is a day that all working people look forward to, and Friday is a day that you sit there for an hour and have to repeat all this terrible disastrous news that's going on. How do you cope with it on the weekend?
1: Well, again, I think it's uh, the important word on this is focus here, Seth, that it is important, despite all that is happening in this world and the, and the troubled nature of it, to keep our eyes really fixed on Jesus, recognizing God is in control. What he has ordained is going to come to pass. And so we, we, we look by faith, you know, toward the future of what's going to take. But certainly there's great grief with where we are as a nation. And as, as like the watchman, uh, you know, you've got to blow the trumpet. There is danger, and, and the enemy is afoot. And so have that responsibility. Yeah, and you just feel oh. that burden that we've got to make people aware of what's going on.
0: I understand that, but like I said, you personally, does it take you a certain time to kind of calm down after you do a show like
1: (laughs) this on Friday? Well, you know, the heart is troubled, but you know what? Again, I just have to keep the focus on Jesus Christ and uh, and knowing that we are not to despair, but we have hope in Him. And uh, so that's what I do, Seth, keeping keeping my focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and recognizing the responsibilities that we have for such a time as this, not to become weary in well-doing, as Scripture says, in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. So let not your heart be troubled, brother. That's well, right. I'm giving you a pat on the back, buddy. You well, keep it up. God bless you. Thank you for the call here today. And uh, friends, uh, indeed, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Hey, let me mention this in closing as well. Open Doors USA has just revealed some 5 million Christians added to the list of those facing high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. And just the last year, a year ago, the number was 360 million. Now it's 365 million meaning that one in seven Christians experience pressure or violence because of their faith in Jesus. And uh, just a reminder, uh, number one area of concern is North Korea under the Kim dynasty. And uh, also sub-Sahara Africa uh, remains the most violent place in the world for Christians. Another region is uh, in India and uh, other countries as well. Remember to be praying for the persecuted church, even as we focused earlier this week with Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. Well, our time has gone here today and all this week on Crosstalk. Thank you for tuning in and being informed on critical issues. It's Friday. The Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the
3: internet from VCY America